0: Welcome to the Sensual Power Podcast. This is a podcast for women, AFAP people, and anyone looking to learn more about generational trauma, childhood trauma, narcissistic abuse, sacred sexuality, and healing any wounds around money, sex, relationships, self, and doing expansion work with them. Everything that I'm talking about is based on my own experiences of healing and the work that I do with my clients. Keep in mind, though, I am a cis white woman, so the views that I express do come with a sense of privilege, and if harm is done, I am always willing to repair harm, so please reach out if that happens. Otherwise, stay tuned and listen to your next episode right now. Welcome back to the Sensual Power Podcast. In this podcast, we're going to talk about something I don't feel like I've gone over a lot and something I definitely don't see discussed a lot. And that is the issues that come up when we're actually in a healthy relationship. Now, when I'm saying that, I'm addressing for those of you that have a history of very toxic relationships, typically with very emotionally unavailable partners, with narcissistic partners, partners that very much resembled any toxicity from your parents or behaviors of your parents that may have been narcissistic and emotionally unavailable themselves. When we've experienced that history, and we may be in a new healthy relationship, this may be a relationship that we've been in, it is not something that our nervous system is adapted to. We're adapted to... The behaviors of toxicity were adapted to the emotional unavailability, the gaslighting, the manipulation, the ignoring of needs and boundaries, things like that, the chaos. So, regardless of whether this is a new relationship or a relationship that you've been in, it is still normal to experience some of the triggers that you've experienced being in those unhealthy relationships. What are some of those triggers? Well, something I see come up for my clients a lot is struggling to fully relax during um, sex and intimacy because there's still that desire to perform, to people please in order to get a partner to accept you there can still be some issues um, on the lines of sex of relaxing into it, being able to receive pleasure, being able to receive orgasmic pleasure. There can still be issues of expressing fantasies, desires, kinks, things like that. And outside of the bedroom, there can still be issues around expressing needs, expressing boundaries, expressing wants, expressing you know, vulnerable shares about what what's scary to you. And a lot of times with my clients, there's this question of like, but this is this is a healthy relationship. I know this is a healthy relationship. Like this person, like they show up and they're emotionally available. They're aware. They tell me what they have capacity for. They tell me what they don't have capacity for. They tell me they, you know, they want to meet my needs. They ask me what I want. They ask me what I need. And that's in and out of bed. Like, they're available for me. I'm not saying that this person is not a perfect person because that's not real. But this is a person that is helping to create the relationship that has always been desired. So they're coming to me with this and they're like, I don't understand Why I'm still freaking out, like why this is scary for me. And the first thing that you have to understand here is just because you are in this new relationship or you're in this relationship again, it may not be new, but it you know, it is the first healthy relationship that you've had. It does not mean that subconsciously you're not still concerned about all of the same things you were concerned about before, right? Being rejected, being abandoned, being criticized, being invalidated, being manipulated, all of those things, right? Subconsciously, there is still that imprint from those wounds. And there is a lot more to lose here. When we are finally with somebody that feels safe, that we can build a healthy relationship with, that is open and available for everything, not just like the good stuff, but those moments of vulnerability and discomfort where we're sharing things that, you know, we have a hard time with, where we need a little bit of extra TLC to help relax and enjoy things. And again, that is in bed and out of bed. When we're with people like that, Those parts of us that fear abandonment, I find sometimes they light up even more because you've now built this blueprint for the type of relationship that you really want. You found somebody that is open and available to creating that with you. And there's there's so much more to lose from that, or it feels like there's more to lose from that because... For the longest time, there felt like this inability to have that, right? That, that, that was something we want, but it just was never going to happen for us. I've had so many clients say, like, I want this, but I just never seem to find anybody that actually is emotionally present, available, makes me feel safe, makes me feel heard, makes me feel relaxed, there's the wanting of that, but there's the disbelief that it will ever truly happen. And then we've gone from that into it's available to us, but what happens if we lose that? Then these parts are like, well, we really can't survive that because cause you worked up to get to having this relationship, right? You did enough internal work to actually allow this type of relationship So then what happens if we've done all this and the payoff still doesn't work out, right? Which would be the relationship. That's there in the background. So of course these things are going to come up. Of course the triggers are going to be there. Of course the fears are going to be there. Of course there's going to be those moments where again... You find yourself trying to perform in bed versus actually relaxing, easing into it. You find yourself holding back and not feeling safe and comfortable to share your desires, your fantasies, your kinks, things like that, because you're worried about seeming weird, seeming like there's something wrong with you being judged, right? And of course, there's those parts of you that are like, if I set a boundary with them, if I tell them I need something, they're going to think I'm too needy, right? Because you're used to people that anytime you have even the smallest of needs, right? They just reject you. They ignore your needs, they invalidate them. Every single one of my clients like myself has experienced where they've Express when they're going through something stressful that they've needed a little bit of extra attention they've needed a little bit of validating and comfort and they've had those relationships where that was not available and it started often in, in childhood with their parents and then they just got into relationships that reaffirmed this belief that they want too much they ask for too much they're too needy they're too sensitive whatever you know, whatever it is, but those are usually common beliefs. So this all is going on the background of the mind. And again, it feels like there's more to lose here. And this is why this trigger comes up. And the other thing that you have to keep in mind, if this resonates with you, when you are not used to having what you want Even if you have done all of this work, this internal work to have that, you haven't actually practiced having it. You haven't actually experienced what it's like to go through these moments and work through them yet. So you have to create internal evidence, which means you have to go through these moments of discomfort to help keep reassuring yourself you're going to be safe. And even if the relationship doesn't work out in the end, which like, I hope it does. But let's be real here. Even in a re- in relationships where two people are great, sometimes they can both mutually agree like, hey, this is just not working. And that's okay. We want that to be how it ends versus like big blow ups and things, but it still can end. However, this is where it, we have to practice that internal sense of safety And then practice opening up and being vulnerable and trusting that that will be received. And even if things end, that we're still going to be safe. We're still going to live through it. Because again, our brains, our subconscious brains are like, we'll die if this ends. We'll die if we don't have the thing. And you won't. But again, your brain believes that because that's what it's used to. And it doesn't know any better. And it's just trying to protect you, right? Right. So how do we get to this point of being able to work through this and actually like trusting things and building up the evidence that this is all safe? A few things need to happen. And when I work with my clients on this, we have a couple ways that we do this. I'm going to give you some of my favorite. And keep in mind, if you're listening to this and you're like, yeah, this is a struggle for me. Because what we also see happen here is if we don't have good ways to deal with these things, we can start to sabotage a really good relationship. And let me tell you, sometimes after you've done all of the work, that can be a really big blow because it's that that background message from that, you know, little inner critic part going, see, I told you, I told you things would blow up. That can be really hard. And sometimes it happens and we have to go back and we have to do a lot of work. And keep in mind too, if you've also done a lot of talk therapy, you may be aware of all of your triggers, why your traumas and stuff has happened. But the biggest issue here, and this is where the the tools to work through this are going to come in to play, your body is still holding the imprint of it. So just because you're aware of what the hell is going on, doesn't mean that your body has actually released the trauma. And your body holds all of that. Your body holds those subconscious responses to it. And keep in mind, trauma is not the actual event from your past. It's the emotional response to it. Your body holds those emotions within it. And if you don't move this shit through your body... This is going to keep coming up. And if you don't keep building safety and support within your body and build up those good feelings that, hey, it feels good to relax in bed and not people please and not, you know, try to put on a performance. It feels good to tell our partner what we want and good things happen from that. It feels good to set boundaries, you know, all of that. We have to build up the evidence for that through the body. But we also have to make sure we're going back through and helping the body release the impact of these traumas from experiencing not having what we wanted. And this is where, again, sometimes regular talk therapy just does not help. It just doesn't help with all of this because you're just talking about what's happened and why it's happened and the truth of the matter is sometimes you don't always need to keep discussing the trauma. You need to help the body move through the residual effects of it and create a new, a new relationship to your nervous system or, and give your nervous system a new way of living, right? So again, going back to this, how do we work on this? Well, we have to create some integration of the nervous system. Within the body. What does integration mean? Because again, unless you've been on a healing journey for like a long time, you may not know that term. And even if you have, you may not fully understand what that means. Well, as I said, the body is holding the memory, the emotions of all of these past relationships. The body is holding that little inner voice that's going, Are you sure it's safe for you to fully relax in bed? If you don't perform, how is your partner going to know you're super into them to make sure they stick around? Are you sure it's safe to tell them about what you fantasize about, what you want to create deeper sexual intimacy and physical intimacy? Maybe they're going to think you're weird. You should probably hold back on these things. Are you sure it's safe for you to tell your partner that right now? You're struggling because you have all of this work stuff going on, and then you just had a big blow up in a friendship or whatever, and you need a little extra emotional support and you're not feeling your best self right now. Maybe they're gonna think you're being too sensitive, too much, and God, you just asked them for some hugs and to talk or listen to you the other day. Like, I don't know, they're going to probably think you're being too much, right? That little voice is attached to the emotions of the trauma, right? And it's sitting in your body. And we can be very aware of that. We can be very aware of where it comes from. But we have to find a way to help it, that part of you, reintegrate into you in a safe and supportive way. So instead of it continuously going off and being super loud, right? This part of you being super loud in your head, in your body, creating all of the physical reactions to the these thoughts and feelings, right? Where you, you know, again, you notice you tense up, your, your stomach tightens, your, your heart feels like it's racing, your shoulders feel tense, things like that. These are all things that I've noticed my clients experience when we talk about it, right? All of those feelings and sensations, we need a way to help this part reintegrate in a safe, supportive way to help alleviate the impact that they're having on your body and nervous system. So how do we do that? Well, again, if you've been listening for any length of time, you know I love doing IFS work with clients we have to find some physical way to move this through our body. So I'm going to give you a few examples again, because I like IFS work so often. What I like to do is create a daily practice where we check in with these parts and, and just, You know, when we're thinking about the issue coming up. So again, let's say it is that you find yourself always trying to perform in bed with this new partner instead of just like really fully being present and relaxing into it, which is, of course, affecting your ability to fully enjoy it, which is, of course, affecting your ability to be as intimate with this partner as possible. Because, again, you feel like you need to perform in order to make sure they stick around. We have to check in with the parts that are doing this behavior, that are creating this behavior. Figuring out every day, what do they need from you? How can you support them? Reintroducing them to you. And this is something I find a lot of people when they first start IFS work, especially if they do it on their own. They think that re uh, that getting to know you phase is something they only need to do once and it's not like literally every time you check in with those parts you may have to be like hey remember I'm actually 42 now I'm not 13 this is my life now this is my partnership my parents aren't around to do this anymore like they don't control me I don't live with them whatever doing all of that stuff to reintroduce them to you so that they understand the difference between what is past and what's present, because your subconscious mind does not know the difference between the two. And you have to actively show the subconscious part of you or parts, depending on how many are attached to the behaviors and the patterns going on, what's present, what's really going on now, who you really are now. And then give them what they need And ask them to relax so that you can really feel into your body more. Something I noticed with my clients is very similar to what I've experienced where like when they're not in their body and these parts are lit up, right? The trauma response is lit up. They will be very aware of like the overwhelming sensations of fatigue, of tension in parts of their body, of heart racing, Um, stuff like that. So like for me, I notice my heart feels so heavy. I feel like there is a physical weight on it. I, and a vice gripping around it. And I feel like my heart is also racing a mile, you know, 60 miles an hour, right? It it is going, but at the same times, it feels like it's being compressed within my chest. So when that's present, I can't be fully in my body because I'm so aware of just this one sensation going on and all of the thoughts attached to it. So when we're experiencing that, we have to go back and look at like, what were we thinking? What, were, what was coming up before that started? What do we need, right? We have to do the reintroduction. To these parts to help them see, hey, the thing that you're feeling this anxious about is actually more related to what happened in the past. Not what's going on right now. And let me show you what's going on right now. Let me show you who I am right now. And then we have to ask them to relax. Because then instead of feeling like these very prominent feelings or like, again, the spiraling thoughts that come with it. the You know, that inner voice that's like freaking out then we start to feel a lot more calm so we can kind of understand the nuance of what we feel in our body and instead of the spiraling thoughts also it's more of this this calm directed thought process where you know maybe you instead of just that overwhelming feeling in your chest if you are like me you know what that feels like you start to notice like other little things where like You actually notice that your lower belly or your womb area feels really relaxed. Or you can feel just what it's like to be in every other area of your body. And then maybe you get that sense of, I need to move. I need to do something. You know, you just get the little intuitive hint of like what your body needs because you're very aware of what you feel all the way through your body versus just this one very big thing, and then all of the spiraling thoughts attached to it. Hopefully that makes sense. This can wor- this works for everything too, by the way. Like just to give you an example, last night I um, I was having really really bad stomach pain. I have some genetic liver issues that perked up a couple years ago, just you know health wise. So. I have to be very conscientious of what I eat and moving my body, things like that to help help reduce any inflammation. And, you know, I I I I ate a little bit more of something than I should have, because I knew better, but like I was exhausted and I was also starving. And instead of eating before the grocery store, I ate after, like we all do every so often, right? So again, just that happened. Started feeling a little bit of the stomach pain because the inflammation was there because I ate too much of stuff that I'm not supposed to be eating that much of just to help my body. And because I was able to really tune in to my body because I was more resourced I had this immediate feeling of wanting to get up and do some stretching and a lot of twisting movements Um, fun fact just in case you have gut issues because a lot of times gut issues are also very associated with trauma so for those of us that have childhood trauma it's not uncommon for us to have gut issues that is a big reason why mine flared up In case you're wondering, it's non-alcoholic fatty liver disease and it's a very like early stage of it and I've done a lot better with it. But here we are, you know, sometimes these things just pop up because again, I wasn't monitoring myself and I knew better, but we we do what we do, right? So anyway, I immediately, because I was a resource, because I was relaxed and paying very close attention to my body and my body was telling me, Hey, this feels uncomfortable. This is going to get worse. If we don't do something, why don't you get up and do some stretching and do lots of twisting movements? Lots of twisting movements actually can be very beneficial to your liver. So I got up and do that. did that for about 20 minutes, and I started to notice the discomfort reduce, and then I just kept moving a little bit, and I stood up and shook my body out, Um Just let it do what it needed to do. And it reduced even further to the point that nothing was there. And within less than an hour, the pain was gone. Everything had moved through my body. I also noticed like I probably need some more water. So I drank some more water, which again, doing that can help. Flush your body, helps your liver take care of what it needs to take care of and move through. And I did it. And this is, again, one of those side effects of doing the work because I don't just experience, like, the emotional traumas around relationship, right? I experience side effects of things that I grew up with, such as liver issues and things like that. Uh, And this is common for a lot of people. So, So, hopefully, for those of you that have experienced gut issues... Um, this also gives you a little something to pay attention to and to help yourself with. So anyway, that's an example. I was tuned in, I was paying attention because I was calm and I was able to give my body what it needed naturally to help it and it worked, right? So the same principle goes when we do this regular check-in. And we find a way to build a regular practice of checking in with our bodies, calming down these parts so we can actually listen to ourselves versus getting all up in our head, right? Because we know what it feels like to be all up in our head. So that way, we can give our bodies what we need. And maybe sometimes that's going to be just doing the check-in and you'll and asking these parts of your body and maybe even doing like some slow breathing or just holding a pillow to your chest and, and reminding yourself like, I'm safe. It's safe for me to open up. It's safe for me to relax. It's safe to let my partner know what I want and desire and fantasize about, right? Maybe that's all you need. Maybe you need to also help things integrate by physically getting up and dancing or shaking, maybe you need to take a walk, maybe you need to do some self massage, maybe you need to have somebody else give you a little bit of massage or hug, something like that. And and whatever your ability is, tune in to what you need, because it's going to be different for every person. And the point is, is you're finding some physical practice on a daily basis to help give yourself what you need, help things move through your body because that's what's essentially going on. You're allowing all of this movement to happen and the check-in to happen to help integrate and relax these parts of you. Hopefully that makes sense. Now, in conjunction with that, I really love doing some type of practice where we are building up pleasure around having what we want. So that can be through a visualization, that can be through mantra or affirmations, that can be through anything like that. What I like to do for my clients that are able to visualize is have them go through visualizing what it would be like to experience being fully relaxed in bed and fully allowing themselves to enjoy what's happening and being present with this new partner and while they're doing that maybe again there's some self-massage maybe there's some slow breath work so that they calm maybe they're doing some type of self pleasure practice, or some dancing or something that feels really, really good to their bodies. Maybe they're painting or drawing things, right, so that they're they're creating some type of sensory experience around what it's like to visualize this. And the point of that is, is so the subconscious parts of us start to see this as something that not only feels safe, But feels good. Because right now, logically, we know it should feel good. But these parts are still like, yeah, I don't know about that. (laughs) I am not sure that this is actually going to feel good. Because what if we get rejected? Again, that's all going on in the background. But if we help these parts calm down and actually experience what it's like to feel good, then we can help them relax in the actual moment so that instead of freaking out shutting down or needing to perform holding back asking for our needs to be met whatever we would ask for it now you can do this without visualizing right one of the other ways with my clients that don't really have the ability to visualize because some people don't it's a normal occurrence for some people is maybe we create some type of phrase, like, it is safe to relax and receive pleasure if you notice that you tend to perform with this new partner in bed, or it is safe to relax and receive my fantasy from my partner. Something like that, that feels really affirming. And while you're doing that, again, Either you're speaking it out to yourself while slowly breathing, or maybe there's some type of touch or massage, or maybe you're smelling some, like a candle that smells really soothing. Like anytime you smell it, you feel really relaxed. Maybe you're taking a walk. Maybe you're dancing. Whatever it is, right? You have to figure out for yourself what's going to feel best. And while you're doing that, you've got this going on. I also encourage clients like if you really want to go even further with it maybe what you do is you record yourself on your phone or something saying this over and over again if that's an option for you and while you're saying it you know time it out a little bit slowly do it for like a a 5 minute recording 10 minute recording And maybe you do like while you're listening to it, you do just massage your body, you do self pleasure or something like that, something to feel good. Again, the whole point of this is make it feel good to your body so that it feels safe. And you start to trick the brain into believing this is real because your brain does not know the difference between what is real or what is imagined either, just like it doesn't know what's past or present it also has no idea what is real versus what is not real that's where when we think about manifestation and stuff like you know we can go into all of the um very far out thinking of that but if we think of it from a neurological perspective it is really just gearing your brain toward a very specific vision and idea and when you do that, you are setting yourself up to go after it. It means you're going to pay attention to it. It's like if you were ever in a car trip and you, you and somebody else in the car, you know, played the I spy game and you were trying to find a yellow car, right? Once you set that parameter for your brain, your brain latches onto that and is like, oh, I got to find the yellow car. I got to look for that. Well, if you create this visualization and practice within your brain of this is what it feels like to receive my fantasy, my desire, this is what it feels like to relax in bed so that I actually enjoy it and feel present and allow myself to be with my partner on a deeper level. This is what it feels like to receive what I want from my partner. If you do it in that way and then you do it enough, your brain latches onto that and creates that as a new belief that that's real and that means it's possible. And this is not something that like always happens just right out the gate, right? It's not something that we necessarily... Just immediately like, well, I'm good. I believe this now, so no other problems. I did this once. I'm good, right? We Sometimes we have to do this over and over again. And where people mess up a lot of times with concepts like this, especially when they like start looking into manifestation work, is they're just doing that part of it. They're not doing the part to actually help integrate those old parts, those subconscious parts, and help them actually release the trauma and release the old belief. That's where the fuck up happens. Everybody's trying to just go straight into the thing that they want. But it feels so far away. And so scary to the nervous system. And especially when we've we've come far enough to actually have the thing. You know, like have the relationship. Now it feels like there's way more to lose. So all that's going to happen here is we're going to freak out and it's not going to work. And we're going to be disappointed. We have to combine both sides of the work. So a lot of embodiment, a lot of somatic processing. But you do it enough and you do it consistently. And I know what you're thinking, like, well, I don't have time every day. I guarantee you, you have five minutes. I raised my kid on my own. I ran a business on my own. And I'm, I made time for little things like this. You have five minutes. If you can even just spend five minutes on these activities or ten minutes on a consistent basis, like on a daily basis, you will get so much further than if you try and wait until you have like an hour to do things. Because let's be real here, we don't always have an hour. But if we can carve out five or ten minutes and do that daily versus like trying to find one time every other week or once a month to work on this and to, you know, make do this type of practice within ourselves. We can get a lot more settled and safe in our nervous system to actually relax in bed. Ask for what we want. Ask for our desires to be met. Ask for our needs to be met in and out right hopefully that helps now if you're listening to this and you feel like this is great and i definitely feel like there's more work to be done and you're ready to do more work please go check out unleashed we have some amazing people already signed up for this program it's with my friend and fellow coach melissa and we've built this to be a six-week program However, all of the material within it you get lifetime access to. And you're going to get very specific tools for doing the processing, doing the embodiment work, plus a lot of erotica writing prompts and practices so that you have fun ways to create these blueprints and these visualizations for yourself to have exactly what you want. So that You don't sabotage your relationship or you don't limit yourself from having that type of relationship if you're not in one yet because we want you to have that. And so that you also can start to do things like relax and enjoy sex and pleasure and have the kind of experiences of intimacy that you want with a partner because you know what it's been like to not have that. So now let's create the sensation and the feeling and the belief and then the practices to give you that, give, give you what you actually want. The link for that is in the show notes. The program starts on May 8th. We have payment plans available. So don't worry if you're like, um, that I might be interested, but I also can't just be paying up front for things. I know, I get that. And you can reach out if you have any questions about it. I would love to hear how this resonated with you. I would love to hear anything that you took away from this episode. So make sure you share that with me and share this with anybody that you think could probably hear this, you know, maybe that good friend that is going through this right now. Um, Leave me a review. Make sure you're subscribed so that you can also come back to these episodes and, you know, let me know your thoughts.